Good morning. How is everyone? I feel like I'm still trying to wake up here. Oh, beautiful winter morning out there. I say that in faith because I don't like the winter. So faith is someday I will believe that it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's just cold. And when it snows too much, it really ruins my day. If I have to go outside. So we're going to talk about um, daily devotions and the importance of these things. Um, Most of the stuff here I'm expanding on outlines by Mark Copeland. Um, But I know in my own personal walk, the importance of my daily devotions has grown uh, exponentially since I was younger. It was always a thing where I was try, 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 do, 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 fake it till you make it kind of thing. And uh, it really wasn't until uh, I kind of took myself out of the equation that I started to realize how powerful daily devotions and relationship with the Lord can be and how essential they are and how um, you really can't have a relationship without it. And that's what uh, this is all about, is relationship It's not about tasks or doing things exactly right. Um, It is about aiming for that perfection with the Lord, but it's about the walk with Him every day. And uh, having that daily walk with the Lord um, has gotten to a point in my life where uh, if I don't do it, it's almost kind of like if you're a daily shower and you skip a day, you got that little feeling. Uh, that's that's what it feels like internally anyway. Um, and it just, something doesn't feel quite right. And I think that that's awesome. So I, I believe everybody can get to a place like that and even more so where uh, it's you're constantly talking to the Lord throughout the day. Everything that you do, uh, work and play and, and even sleep. So um, I got a couple quotes here. John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of our country, once stated... So great is my veneration for the Bible that the earlier my children begin to read it, the more confident will be my hope that they will prove useful citizens of their country and respectable members of society. I have for many years made it a practice to read through the Bible once a year. George Muller, an orphanage guy in uh, England, said, I believe the one chief reason that I have been kept in happy, useful service is that I have been a lover of holy scriptures. It has been my habit to read the Bible through four times a year in prayerful spirit, to apply it to my heart and practice what I find there. I have been for 69 years a happy man. Happy, happy, happy. So both of these men spoke about the habit of reading the Bible. Um, It's a habit in which uh, seems like uh, maybe dying out a little bit more than uh, what it used to be anyway. Unfortunately, it seems like few and few people have developed this habit, and I wonder how many have even read the New Testament from beginning to end, let alone the entire thing from old to new. Um, And it is difficult to disagree with Patrick Henry, who said the Bible is worth more than all the other books which have ever been printed. And Charles Dickens, uh, the New Testament is the very best book that ever was or ever will be known in the world. So for this reason, it seems to be a good endeavor to encourage each other to develop the habit of daily Bible reading. 
Um, so here's some reasons. Um, one, it's uh, because of the power of God's word to save. Uh, it saves us by producing faith. In Romans ten seventeen, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Uh, without faith, we know it's impossible to please God. In Hebrews eleven six, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Uh, we know that without faith in Jesus, salvation is impossible. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. And that's Jesus speaking in John eight twenty four. And the word of God was written to produce uh, such saving faith. In John 20, we read, uh, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in these books, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. God's word also saves us by working with us uh, and with the Holy Spirit, which causes us to be born again. Uh, Jesus stressed the necessity of being born again in John 3. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The rebirth involving water and spirit comes when one has received the incorruptible seed of God's word, in particular, which is the gospel, and that's spoken of in First Peter 1 and James 1. God's word also saves us by helping us uh, to stay saved. Paul frequently spoke of this value of God's word, especially of the Old Testament, to the Corinthians and to Timothy in, uh, in those books. It is the lack of God's word which has always destroyed the people of God. It's a very serious verse here that always, always comes to my mind whenever I'm thinking about these things. Is uh, he, uh, Hosea um, 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Uh, God's word has the power to comfort. Uh, it comforts us through the hope that it gives. Romans 15.4 speaks of that. Paul speaks to, in this context of the Old Testament, and even the Old Testament provides assurance of our hope because it tells how God always keeps his promises. God's word comforts us through the happiness it gives. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Happiness through the stability and nourishment that the word provides is always available. Um, 
We should note that the happiness comes when one is engaged in daily Bible reading. You know, and it speaks there on Psalms of uh, reading day and night, meditating day and night. It's a constant walk. Uh, God's word comforts us through the peace that it gives. In Psalm 119, 165, it says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Uh, Robert E. Lee said, In all my perplexities and distresses, the Bible has never failed to give me light and strength. And because we are creatures of habit and time, we either have good habits or we have bad habits. If we haven't developed good habits of daily Bible reading, then we have developed the bad habit of not reading the Bible every day, obviously. As creatures of time, we are subject to the limitations time places on us. As illustrated by James, our time on earth is brief. In James 4.14, it says, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. If we have not developed a good habit of daily Bible reading, our time on this earth will one day catch up with us. We will have spent our lives on this earth without utilizing the benefits provided by daily reading of God's word. Many will have to face God having never read through his word even once. So as this is being presented to us at the end of this year, um, was this a year that we made a resolution to read the Bible more and in January 1 there, and then January 2, we didn't do it, and it continued on, or it was sparse, um, or maybe we were successful. Um, whether at the end of the year, or at the beginning, or any day in the middle, it's never too late to begin forming the necess- necessary habit of diving into God's Word on a daily basis. It's so important. Um, I know my personal uh, schedule that I run is the first thing I do when I get out of bed um, is not get out of bed, actually. I try to stay in bed as long as I can. The first thing I do is pray. And sometimes I jump on the floor and pray. Um, I like to do that just to humble myself before the Lord. A lot of times in the winter, or right now since my back hurts so much because I threw it out a week ago, um, and it takes me five minutes just to get my feet onto the floor, I just lay in bed and pray. And uh, I try to get in a good, you know, uh, 10 to 20 minutes of prayer there uh, with some music on. And then I hit the day, the verse of the day dot com, which has a uh, verse of the day, obviously. And it has a little meditation, which is also what I use with the kids at night before we go to bed just about every night. Um, so I'm trying to get God in my life uh, every day, right when I wake up. First thing, uh, him and his word. And then I'll move into, you know, getting ready for work. And then when I'm in the car, if I'm working not from home, I'll listen to some sermon preaching for about 20 minutes and then maybe pray and worship some more. And then when I get home, I have more time with the Lord, Uh, you know, about 10 minutes or so in the closet, just praying and and then trying to read just a section of scripture now. Sometimes it's all over the place. This isn't like a, you must do this kind of thing, but it's just the way I've done it lately. And, um, I'll just read a section of scripture, just a small section, and then I have an ESV study Bible, and I'll read the notes on that, and just kind of meditate and think about um, the point that the scripture is trying to make at that point. Um, so, 
Um, if we don't have a habit, we should probably create a habit. Um, so how do we make habits? Uh, so far, we've gone over ways to make daily Bible reading a habit by emphasizing the value of the Word of God to save us and comfort us. By stressing, we are creatures of habit and time. We either have a habit of reading or a habit of not reading. If we have gotten in the habit of not reading, our time on earth could end without our ever having read God's Word and therefore missing out on all the beneficial and necessary instruction God has handed to mankind. So, here are some suggestions for making daily Bible reading a habit in our lives. What is a positive addiction? Usually when we hear the word addiction, we think of negative addictions. Uh, it's simply another word for a bad habit, such as smoking, swearing, drinking, gambling, all that stuff. Uh, when something is bad for us, it becomes, uh, when something bad for us becomes second nature, um, or we do it without much effort or thought, and uh, we become dependent on it, either emotionally or physically. And when we try to do without it, we experience various degrees of discomfort, uh, including withdrawal. So positive addiction is when we become dependent upon a good habit. For example, exercise can become a positive addiction. Those who have made exercise a pleasurable and frequent experience soon become addicted to it. So that if they go a few days without exercise, they feel uneasy, depressed, irritable, kind of the analogy I gave about not showering for a day if you're uh, an avid showerer. Of course, as with any ad addiction, uh, positive or negative, uh, if we go without exercise for long enough, the discomfort does eventually pass, which is, I've, I've done that so many times, gotten a great habit of Bible reading, and then you slowly fall out of it, you slowly fall out of it more, and then before you know it, you've lost that that uh, that addiction to it, that, that thing, and you gotta you got to build it back up. Um, so a positive addiction is a habit which is uh, good for us, physically, mentally, or spiritually, a source of pleasure and satisfaction. One that we should, uh, or should we neglect it, uh, begins to give us withdrawal pains. Um, why is a positive addiction to daily Bible reading necessary? It will help us maintain the practice of reading the Bible. Uh, should a few days go by without reading the Bible, the discomfort, discomfort experience will help uh, motivate us to uh, get back on track. Most people who have tried to read the Bible daily and did not keep it up, likely, are people who have never experienced a positive addiction to reading God's Word. Um, uh, rather than a pleasurable experience, it was uh, like a chore, which I talked about that earlier. Um, and uh, if... That's people's experience with this. Usually, if you fall off the the wagon, there you got you know you don't have much motivation to to get back on. Um, so I would say, if anybody's in that slump, ask the Lord because that's what I did. I asked the Lord to give me a heart for His Word and a craving for it. And uh, um, once I put that effort in, He uh, magnified that effort exponentially and. Uh, He's doing it more and more. So it's, it's, he definitely, he wants us in his word. We just gotta, we just gotta uh, make it a priority and ask him for help. Uh, some ways to create a positive addiction for daily Bible reading. Um, make uh, the experience a pleasurable one, as we said. Um, going about it the wrong way. Uh, if, you, if you do it too much too fast, a lot of times, especially with exercise, it's the same thing. Uh, you burn out. So, um, 
don't do too much too soon. Just try a little bit. And um, eventually, with the Lord, it will become less like marking off uh, a checklist and more like part of a relationship that's beautiful and beneficial. Um, if you try to start reading the Bible through in one year, like a lot of people do on January 1, uh, those sometimes don't work out too well. Yeah, it's admirable, but um, some never make it past Exodus or Leviticus or, or the Pentateuch or anything like that. Um, before Bible reading has become a positive addiction, uh, you could run into difficult passages of Scripture. Um, it's like trying to run a mile for your first time out and realizing that you can't run a mile in, in a very short period of time, which is what would happen to me if I tried to run right now. Um, I would recommend starting with uh, the New Testament as a yearly goal. This requires no more than one chapter a day. Uh, the material is easier to understand, and it's more edifying at the onset. Um, once you've read the New Testament in a year a couple of times, maybe read through the Old Testament in a year, um, and then and then try the whole Bible in a whole year. Just some ideas. These are just some things to get the to grease the wheels and uh, get the ideas going. Um, important. I always try to read, start my Bible reading out with prayer. Uh, maybe like one that's found in like Psalm one nineteen. There, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Um, these kind of things will help us uh, get into a receptive frame of mind and understanding. I know it helps me when I read the word. Um, and I pray first. It helps me get into that mode that it's not just a book, that it's something that is alive, and that the Lord um, Himself wrote through His His servants. So, uh, read slow and carefully. Um, reading out loud helps. These are just some very simple, useful tools that could help you um, maybe spark something in your daily habits with. With Bible reading, uh, study tips, uh, study aids are, are beneficial, uh, like a Bible dictionary, Bible maps. Um, you know, don't pass over words you don't understand. Look them up. Uh, take your time. Try to cut out enough time for these kind of things, and don't feel like just because maybe you've never read the Bible. There's a lot of people in church that never read it. Um, don't feel bad because there's a lot of stuff in there that comes from a culture that's very different from the one that you and I grew up in. Um, and it takes time to learn these things. Um, discuss what you read with others. Um, if you have trouble keeping up in the word, maybe get like an accountability partner kind of thing or uh, find a cell group that is uh, on the same page with you and willing to help out. Um, sharing your discoveries in the word is always beneficial. If you can find someone that you can talk to, like, well, I read this and it's amazing. And God showed me this with this, this piece of scripture. And if you can find someone that can be excited with you, that always really, really helps a lot. Um, and it also helps in the relational aspect too. Um, reading with the intention to do what it says is super important. Otherwise we're just kind of wasting our time. Uh, James 1 says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like. The true joy comes in the application of God's word and another positive addiction to develop. 
James 1.25 says, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And maybe even, you know, end each session with a prayer and ask God to solidify everything that you learned and everything that he showed you. Um, so these are just some suggestions. There's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. And the wrong way to do it is not to do it. And the right way to do it is to do it. Um, and to remember that it's, it's not a chore. It's, it's part of the relationship, part of the walk with the Lord. And it's important. And the fact that we have literacy and the fact that we have the Bible in just about any language that you could possibly imagine, we live in a very wonderful time that God has given us, um, all of these resources that, uh, a lot of people haven't had over, you know, in the past, a lot of people still don't have, unfortunately. Um, so I've done on a regular basis, positive addictions for daily Bible reading quickly develops, um, which will help one to keep up wonderful and necessary habit. So, uh, your personal Bible, I'm going to go into here and talk a little bit about translations and, then I'm probably going to end a little early and not go through this entire thing because there's more here than I thought I had. And it's already getting later than I thought. So um, when it came from Israel to uh, when it came time for Israel to have a king in Deuteronomy 17, it says, uh, when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law approved by the Levitical priests and it shall be with him and he shall read it in the days all of his life and he, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of his law and these statutes and doing them and his heart that his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers and that he may not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or to the left so that he may continue long in his kingdom he and his children in Israel. So the king was to have his own copy of the law, his own copy of the Bible, basically, uh, to read every day, learning to fear God and observe his word and keeping him humble, faithful, and prolonging his reign. So if earthly kings were called to this type of thing, certainly the brothers and sisters of Christ ought to have and read their own personal Bibles. So here are some ideas on selecting a Bible that might be a good fit for you. So... Uh, some considerations, differences in manuscript philosophy. There's Byzantine textual tradition, which is a form found in the largest number of surviving manuscripts of Greek New Testament. Uh, it's called the Received Text or the Textus Receptus, if you are down with Latin. Uh, based on the traditional Greek uh, text uh, of the Greek-speaking churches, and some of the translations there would be like the New King James Version or the King James Version. Um, there's an Alexandrian textual tradition, which is one of the main text types. It is the text type favored by uh, the majority of modern textual critics and is the basis for most modern Bible translations like those found after 1900 or so. Alexandrian readings tend to be abrupt, use fewer words, and show greater variation among the synoptic Gospels. And having readings that are considered difficult, that is to say, later scribes tended to polish scripture and improve its literary style. Uh, glosses would be occasionally added as verses uh, during the process 
of copying a Bible by hand from the 9th century onward. Most surviving manuscripts are now Byzantine type. Um, There are some translations here, ASV, RSV, NRSV, NASB, NIV, NLT, and ESV, um, which is the one that I prefer um, as of late anyway. And these are all based on the oldest of Greek text. Um, there's the majority textual tradition as well, which is similar to the first one, the Textus Receptus. Uh, it's based on a consensus of majority of Greek texts, how most of the texts read. So it's mostly used by translators for consultation. Um, different translations philosophies, um, these are kind of important because there's pretty big differences um, in the flow anyway. Uh, word for word, which is also known as a formal equivalence, uh, which would be like the King James Version, NESB, uh, New King James, and ESV. Uh, thought for thought is uh, also known as a dynamic equivalence, and that would be more like the NIV and NLT. And there's also a paraphrase, which would be... Uh, using modern idioms to to restate the text, um, which would be like the TLB or the GNB. Um, differences in translators. Um, some of these have many translators using hundreds of scholars to translate. Um, most of these mentioned uh, come from that. There's one translator, which I personally would hold to higher skepticism. Um, one person translates the entire Bible. Um, the Living Bible is like that, which I've read out of that, and it's great. Um, I just would, I like the opinions of multiple people, which I think is scriptural too. But um, there is diversity in religious belief, scholars from various denominations. Um, most of the ones mentioned are like that. It's not one denomination coming up with a translation of the Bible, which if you go into the next one here, uniformity of religious belief uh, which I think could be downright dangerous. Um, it's scholars from the same denomination coming up with the translation. And um, one of those translations that would fall in this can- category is the NWT or the New World Translation, which is used by Jehovah's Witnesses. Excuse me. Um, and there's text Bibles, which just have the text with footnotes and cross-references, so it's like a basic Bible. And then there's study Bibles, which, like I said before, the ESV study Bible that I have is great. I even purchased one and shipped it to him, to a friend of mine um, that's uh, not a believer, actually. So um, he asked for a Bible, and I was like, yes, here you go. Use this one. It's great. Um, So still praying for that situation. Um, Word-for-word translations, uh, going back here, is translation of text done by translating each word separately without looking at how the words are used together in a phrase or a sentence. So again, uh, King James Version, ESV, uh, the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. Um, Thought-for-thought translations are, uh, they they express the meaning of each sentence or paragraph from the original language in a simple, up-to-date English. So the New Living Translation would be one. And NIV, which is really popular, um, would be another one. Um, And again, study Bibles. Uh, NLT has a good study Bible, too. Uh, The ESV is my go-to these days. But it doesn't matter. Read a Bible, as long as it's not the New World Translation. Um, or anything that has to do with Mormonism. Um, uh, readability is a big big deal here. Uh, you know, depending on your, read, your, your, 
your reading level, um, you know, 10th grade level would be ESV. If you're, if you're into King James Version and those, it's up to 12th grade. Um, New Living Translation is, I've heard that that's a good one for kids too, or, or for younger people anyway, and that's about a sixth grade reading level. Um, and there's differences in page layouts. You'll see that as you look to Bibles, um, font sizes, all that stuff. Um, and electronic and digital Bibles, there's there's a ton of resources for that. And I have a slide here coming up that I'll maybe you can you can write down if you don't know about that stuff. Um, so readability is subject to personal personal preference. Um, uh, it's just important that you read it. So there's lots of options out there. Um, there's lots of Bibles in the two libraries that we have there, or the one library and then the office um, that you can thumb through and see maybe. Um, if you don't have a Bible, you can uh, thumb through these here and see one that might fit uh, the bill. So uh, the Bible is the most valuable physical property we will ever own. It offers wisdom beyond that what we can learn from man, which is in Psalm 119. It uh, provides blessing and guidance for living, and it provides the way for salvation. And that is all throughout Scripture. Uh so whether our Bibles are premium, calfskin, paper, or electronic, the important thing is that like the king of Israel, we should read our Bible every day. And only then will we learn to fear uh, and love the Lord that we serve so faithfully. Um, it is the most important purchase you ever It's the most important physical piece, a piece of physical uh, asset that you will ever own, in my opinion. So I think... I'm going to skip the next section here. Possibly use it later. Two more sections. I could go on for another half an hour on this. So I'm just going to stop here. And maybe I'll do this again some other time. Um, this is the slide with the apps and websites on here. So like I mentioned, verseoftheday.com is one that I use every day. And I use it with the kids. It's very simple, very easy to go. And it's not one of those... Uh, um, one of those sites that just kind of cops out. It doesn't have all the happy, fun verses. It has serious verses too, which they're all serious, but some of them, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, the meditation's good. There's a pastor that r- runs that website. Uh, it's very simple and easy to use. Um, executable outlines. Uh, there's a links there. There's tons of links to all sorts of ideas. And I mean, we all have access to the internet for the most part, so you can find just about anything out there. Um, there's tons of stuff out there. Bibleplan.org has an assortment of Bible reading plans as well. If you're looking into doing a, uh, a yearly one, or if you're looking into doing like a, one that is, uh, based on time, um, uh, dates, um, all sorts of reading plans can be found there. Biblehub.com is amazing. The, the app is amazing. The website's amazing. There's tons of stuff there. There's a library. You can read stuff from Josephus on there. You can read, uh, uh, gospels that didn't make it into the Bible, which be careful. Um, but there's all sorts of stuff on that website and it is amazing. Uh, Uversion's Bible app and Bible.com website is great as well. There's lots of stuff on there. I believe, um, there's a lot of videos on there too. Um, and it, talks about it there. There's a quote from their website that says there's 2,626 Bible versions in 1,759 languages for free without advertising. It's a, it's a handy little device. And I believe you can also, there's an audio Bible on there too that's free. Um, 
I have an audio Bible. I have the Zondervan. Um, it's an animated one, so it's it's acted out, but uh, and it's good. Um, so if you're in the car a lot or at work, that's a handy way to get more of the word in you. But um, whatever you do, more of the word can never hurt. So I always encourage everyone to get more into the word. And uh, the rest of this was going to go into the devotion aspect of it because the word and the relationship go hand in hand. So maybe I'll talk about that again some other time and how important it is to not just be a Bible uh, in the Bible all the time, but to be mixing that with the spirit and allowing him to teach you um, what he really wants you to learn because it's all personal and uh, it's a wonderful and amazing experience. So I encourage everyone to do that. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the wonderful things that you have given us, the tools, the access, the ability, even just the ability to read, to transfer information in such a uh, a wonderful way, um, to learn, to grow. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for knowledge. We thank you for love. Lord, we just pray, Lord God, that with all these things that we would... uh, You would teach us to use them correctly, to be changed by your word, by relationship with you, that, uh, Lord, it wouldn't just be a task for us, that it wouldn't be a chore, that it wouldn't be something to just check off a checklist and go on with our lives, Lord. We just pray, Lord God, that you would be the center of every waking and sleeping second of our lives, uh, from beginning to end, through and through, head to toe, front to back, side to side. We just, right now, Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, we give you access to every part of our lives. Lord, change us where we need to be changed. Strengthen us where we need to be strengthened. Lord God, help us to be filled with your love and your peace and your joy that only a relationship with you on a daily basis can bring. Lord, and help us, Lord God, to make those decisions between uh, the things or that maybe our flesh might want to do versus the things that our spirit knows we should do. And uh, just to make that time to invest with you every day, because it really is an investment because you just multiply every good thing back to us when we give you that time in faith um, and in obedience, even in sacrifice. And we love you. And spending time with you and investing time with you is the best thing that we could ever do. So we just uh, we just ask for forgiveness where we failed on that. And we thank you, Lord God, for moving us forward in these things and for the wonderful things that you're going to show us as we we try, Lord God, to to give more of ourselves to you and to move your kingdom forward. In the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. Amen.